It's a Monday edition of PFTOT, the spot where we talk about the things we either didn't get to or we would like to spend more time talking about. And the decision of the Jacksonville Jaguars to waive running back Leonard Fournette, that's the big news in the NFL right now. It's been announced by the team. It's official. He will go to waivers because he doesn't have four full seasons in. And you know, I'm amazed at the number of people who are presuming that the Jaguars are tanking and that Leonard Fournette being waived is evidence of it. Folks, they tried to trade him back before the draft, right? They, they haven't wanted this guy around. They weren't able to find a trade partner. They brought him to camp, and now they've made the decision that maybe they'll get lucky and someone will claim him and they will avoid $4.167 million in cash and cap space that otherwise is guaranteed. It's on the books uh, unless they prevail in the grievance that has been pending for a couple of years as they try to get that, that guarantee removed from the final year of his contract. Uh, it's not tanking. Look, why would they tank? Doug Marone and Dave Caldwell will be long gone if the Jaguars are tanking. It'll be someone else using those draft picks. It'll be someone else building that roster. This is not a tank. This is a make chicken salad out of something else for the Jaguars in moving on from Leonard Fournette because they they just don't think he fits Jay Gruden's offense, period. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I get it. You know, I get it and I don't in some ways. You know, I think the first thing is, yeah, I understand, you know, Jay Gruden, you know, he's, it's a West Coast offense, maybe wants more of the Alvin Kamara, you know, threat out of the backfield in the pass game type running back. That's where you hear about Chris Thompson, right, who was in Washington with Jay Gruden out of Florida State. He is awesome that way. You know, Fournette. You know, anybody can use an in-between-the-tackles type runner. That's where I would just push back against that notion. Like, well, well, I mean, do you have running plays that run in between the tackles? Oh, you do? Well, then Leonard Fournette can fit in your offense. Now, does he fit the full scope? No, certainly not. There's got to be an issue, something that has arisen. You know, and whether that is Chris Thompson getting more snaps or somebody else getting snaps or Fournette getting taken out in passing situations during training camp and that's caused them to be pissed off or whatever or caused friction here, I don't know because it's still – as much as we know he's kind of been a pain in the butt for this organization, this is still surprising. We're going 13 days before a real football game, and he's gone. And I, I think, yeah, like you mentioned, it's a, it's a pretty steep price tag, but I, I think he's talented enough that somebody is going to pick him up on waivers, and I'll just be interested to see where it goes. Yeah, and you know what? We've been talking about the teams that should be interested, could be interested, maybe will be interested. Again, they have to be willing to commit $4.167 million. And, uh, and, and who knows? Look, the, the Jaguars are banking on someone saying, we'll take it on. And we talked about Washington earlier with Darius Geis gone. Right. You know, it looked like it was going to be the Adrian Peterson show. Would you rather put your eggs in the Adrian Peterson basket, or would you rather roll with Leonard Fournette in basically the same role, Chris? Yeah, I, it, you're right. I, as, as much as it pains me to say it, I'd probably rather go with Fournette. Yeah. He's a lot younger, and he's got a hell of a lot more of an upside right now. No doubt. I think that's that's the big thing. I mean, yeah, Adrian Peterson's a legend, first ballot Hall of Famer, one of the greatest I've ever seen. I don't think he's as good as Leonard Fournette is right now. I mean, Leonard Fournette, at his size with his power, he's still – I mean, he had an 80-something yard touchdown last year. You know, he's a home run hitter that way. You know, we've seen him last year in games, the Broncos, right? He took over the game. They're just, again, I go back to one of my old phrases that I like to say. There ain't a lot of people on earth built like Leonard Fournette who can move the way he can. So that's where he's a special commodity. And, uh, I'm, yeah, it's just uh, I'm shocked that this has come to this as far as, you know, the Jaguars just releasing him. But 
yeah, Washington, you know, and then you go through a few teams. I don't think like picks two, three, or four in the draft. Detroit, they got two running backs. You said it on the show. DeAndre Swift is hurt, though. He's he is hurt. hurt, right? So maybe they'd want to go there. I don't know, but I, I doubt that with thinking he might be back at some point. The Giants with Saquon Barkley, I'm with you there. I don't think that happens. The Bengals with Joe Mixon, no. The Dolphins at pick five and the Chargers at six are the first two teams I look at to go, ooh, they might be interested. Yeah, I agree with you, especially because there's already a sense that he's going to end up in New England if he passes through waivers entirely. So the best way for the Dolphins to keep that from happening is to squat on Leonard Fournette when you have the opportunity to do so. He makes the quick trip from Jacksonville to Miami. And Brian Flores, you know, you make that investment for one year. And, and it's you're spending $4.1 million to evaluate the player and see if he's your future at the position. Yeah. Plain and simple. And he did have a good year last year. He and did. maybe this is the wake-up call he needs. Maybe this is, and this is an extreme example, right? Maybe this is 30 years later. The Philadelphia Eagles, all he does is catch touchdowns, decision to waive Chris Carter. Maybe it's the same thing, where this is what wakes him up. Now, right. Chris Carter had different issues than Leonard Fournette, but maybe this is the wake-up call. You know, teams always want the guy to get his wake-up call while he's still on the team. You don't want his redemption to come. You don't want that great second act to come with a second team, especially if it's a team in your division yeah. or a team that you're going to have to deal with on a regular basis. But, you know, this could be – this isn't just throw out the trash. This just could be the Jaguars at their wits' end trying to avoid that $4 million, recognizing he's not going to be with the team next year when they really try to load the cannon. Let's go ahead and, and unload him and save the money and let someone else jump on this guy, and maybe he ends up being a good player somewhere else. Yeah, no, uh, it would be interesting I, to I, see where I, it goes. You know, I, okay, what yeah. about hmm. – you think the Jets? Look, <laughs> you think the Jets would take a flyer on him with Le'Veon Bell in that well, situation and Frank Gore at his the, age? That's a lot of money lot tied of money up in the running one, back position because they're not getting away from Le'Veon Bell <laughs> unless they trade. Unless they trade the Jets. Uh, unless they trade Le'Veon Bell uh, to the Jaguars, which I doubt the Jaguars are going to want to do. I, it just seems like too much money. What about the Raiders? Yeah. They got Josh Jacobs. Would the Raiders be interested in Fournette? I, I can't imagine. I mean, I would feel like, you know, if Jay Gruden wouldn't want a Fournette in his offense, I'm sure he's called his brother to go, I don't want this guy in my offense, so I don't know if you're going to want him in your offense, which is similar to mine, right? So I, I can't imagine that. Plus, I, I think Jacobs is so the guy. Now, the other team that you look at here is you start to go through waivers and you start to think about top picks in the draft. You know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers got – Running back. I know they got LaShawn McCoy. It, it's, you know, I know. Now, McCoy. Right. Uh, exactly. Ronald Jones is their guy. Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones is their guy. They drafted the kid Vaughn out of Vanderbilt in the middle rounds. Right. So, I, I mean, you know, again, I'm just throwing teams out there where I could go, okay, well, I listen, I know Leonard Fournette's better than Ronald Jones. I know that. Now, do you want to deal with it? Do you want to pay him the money? That's a whole different thing. But it's just a team that I, I could see and at least go, and I go, oh, that makes sense. But after you get to that, then I feel like we don't really think about anybody until Pittsburgh again. And Pittsburgh had – uh, yeah, I don't know why. Anybody else in between there, you think? I got the Eagles here. Oh. I got the Eagles. No. The, the Rams. The Rams. Uh, who do they have? Yeah. They, they got, got, they got a three-headed monster because no one is stepping up. Right. They got the Cam Akers, the Darrell Henderson, uh, you know, the kid um, from Memphis. Henderson. Yeah, Darrell yep. Henderson. Yep. Right. So, I mean, I've heard Cam Akers has been doing well out there. 
Uh, I, but you're right. That's another team you throw out there. I didn't get to the Eagles yet just because I knew they were in the playoffs and Pittsburgh would have the waivers before them. But uh, I, I, I could maybe see the Rams. I mean, we even talked about the Bears. Oh. Is the Bears? I didn't see Pittsburgh on. I didn't see Pittsburgh on the list because they're not on the draft list because they sent their first round pick to Miami. So yes, the the Steelers are ahead of the Eagles. So you're right. They would have dibs over Philly. Um, what about the Bears though? They would have dibs over both of those teams. Yeah, I, I mean the Bears to me that would be something I'd be thinking about. Uh, now I mean I know they like and I'm pulling up their roster as we go, but we know David Montgomery got hurt. Um, I, I am one that is not necessarily the highest on David Montgomery as far as a football player. He, I wouldn't want him to be my starting go-to guy, but I, I feel like they maybe feel differently about that. But to me, that would definitely be an upgrade as far as David Montgomery to Leonard Fournette. Let me self-correct myself here. The Bears are actually one spot behind the Steelers. Neither the Bears nor the Steelers had first-round picks last year. The Bears, because of the Khalil Mack trade right. from two years ago. The Steelers, because of the Micah Fitzpatrick trade. The way that it falls, Steelers would have been 18. Bears would have been 19. Steelers have dibs over the Chicago Bears. So uh, I, I think that if he's – and here's the thing. Here's how it works. You You don't – it's not like you sit around the room and the Bengals go first and then the next one. No, you put in your claim. Right. And and they used to publish who made the waivers claims. Now it's very, very guarded. But for one like this, I think this is one where hopefully someone will blab about all the teams that put in waivers claims, Chris, because there's a chance. What's the over-under on waiver claims? Four and a half? I'm going to, yeah, I'll take the over. I'm, I think it's going to be about five, six teams that, 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 that go, that go for him. I'm going to go for the, All right. yeah. You're going to go under or over Pete says under, I say under, you say over yep. four and a half. Let's okay. see what happens. We won't know until Wednesday. Let's try to remember Pete, keep us honest. Uh, we will have moved on to something else by then, but, but how many teams made a waiver claim on Leonard Fournette? The over under is four and a half. Uh, we'll, we'll put that on Twitter and get your thoughts as well. All right. Um, Jaguars running back situation, as we said, Chris Thompson is, is flashing, but he's 5'8". He's not going to be the every down guy. There are other running backs out there. Devontae Freeman's available. The, you know, the, the, there, are, there are some somewhat recognizable names. There always are recognizable names at running back because there are guys that we used to love to have on our fantasy football teams that just don't have it anymore. Is there anybody that comes to mind for you? Is there somebody? I mean, I'm thinking, is there a connection to Marone? Is there a connection to Jay Gruden? Is there somebody that would make sense uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars? Um, you know, if if Washington would get Leonard Fournette, could they trade Adrian Peterson to the to the Jaguars? Who, would that uh, make sense? Who knows? You know, and the, the crazy thing with the running back position is, uh, you you don't you know this is where no preseason stinks. We get no context clues. But I, I wouldn't be shocked if a guy I know that was like. Uh, that I love coming out in the draft is already on their roster. Ryquel Armstead from Temple. You know, I think they had plans to play him last year and he got hurt early in the year. But I think he could be an actual guy. Mike, in my draft rankings two years ago, okay, uh, I had this guy as this. I thought he was the second best running back coming out in the draft. I, I thought he was damn good football player. So we'll see. Maybe he's on the roster. But as far as guys that are out there on the street right now, I, I, there's nobody that pops off to me as I sit here and think about it to where I just go, oh, that would make sense to get him in there and get, um, you know, Jay Gruden, ex-running backs. Is there anybody else 
we're missing out there. That's what I'm just trying to think, and I'm pu- trying to pull up a list of some guys here as we go. Yeah, I'm doing the same thing. Yeah, just as- and, and it's 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 hard because the list is picked over. It's hard to find a list of guys currently available. Um, but Freeman Freeman is out there. He was cut by the Falcons earlier this year. He's been waiting and waiting and waiting. Marshawn Lynch is available. Yeah, I I have it's a feeling a he will not be playing for the Jacksonville Jaguars. But there are some guys out there, you hear the name, and you're like, oh, yeah, he's still around, but that doesn't mean that it's going to work. Right. Uh, and it may be they just go next man up. I mean, look, you don't make this move if you're not comfortable with the guys that you currently have. I and think that so. may be what they do. I think that's, so. that's, that's it. I think between the things you've heard about Chris Thompson, he's talented as hell, and then maybe one of these other guys that just we don't know about that's impressed him enough to go, hey, the hell with this headache of Leonard Fournette. Let's just get him the hell out of here and move on with our football team. Didn't we mention Fournette earlier in the show when we were talking about guys who uh, who who leave school early or should have left school early? I mean, I always think of him with Jaden and Clowney. You brought him Clowney up. Clowney first. Clowney was the first one that should have sat out a whole year, and then Fournette should have sat out a whole year because I feel like in that last year, uh, there's a certain amount of of of, of, a, of a tentative quality that creeps into that game. Yeah. And I'm not saying it carried over Fournette to the NFL, but he's never been at the NFL level. The guy, remember when when he emerged on the scene at LSU, we're like, this is the next Jim Brown. This is the guy that's going to take the NFL by storm, and obviously that hasn't happened. No, it hasn't. But, you know, again, I, I think the guy's more talented and physically gifted than he gets credit for. You know, again, the first two years of his career, there was 10 people at the line of scrimmage going, Blake Bortles can't throw it four feet, so we don't care. We're going to stop Leonard Fournette. And they still kept running Leonard Fournette. You know, so he's never had that. And then, of course, he himself has caused some bumps in the roads as well. But, man, I just I challenge anybody, you know, go back, watch some of his highlight runs. They're pretty special, you know, as far as what he can do. And, and I don't think we've seen the best of what he can really do because he hasn't been put in a, a spot that can support him enough yet to really let, just let it unleash. So we'll see. That's what I'm betting on. But uh, I've been wrong before, and we'll see where that goes. He had a 90-yard touchdown run against the Steelers as a rookie. He had that 81-yarder last year. He had over, I'm doing the math here real quickly, 1,600 yards from scrimmage last year. Yeah. 1,600 yards from scrimmage. Right. And he's available. Yeah. And he's young. Yeah. He's got three years of NFL wear and tear, and he's big, and he's strong. And remember when we talked about him? That was a day you were on the show. We had the video of him, and he looked like Batman. Yeah. Remember that? Oh, I was scared. I was, I was, I was, the, the video intimidated me. He's chiseled. the guy is, he, he is huge. He is. He's, he's a freak of nature. It's why you, you're talking about it, Mike. I mean, it's why he was one of those guys where after his redshirt freshman year, you went, he, he could leave for the NFL right now. He's ready. You know, and, and really, it became an underwhelming last year at LSU because he got a really bad high ankle sprain early in the year, and he had a fight with that all year. And it led to some underwhelming games early on in that year that I think hurt his stock to a degree. But we'll see where it goes from here. I really do. I think that some team could get a gem right here as far as a steal on waivers that can really improve their football team. And, and for those of you that didn't see it that day, I, you, when you when you know that that phony Batman chest plate that is all chiseled, Fournette was talking with something that was kind of both tight and loose fitting. It yeah. was this black, it was like shirt, one of those black get in shape like, shirts that like keeps the sweat in almost or something. And 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 you could see the outline 
of the Batman fake chest plate, although I assume he wasn't wearing the fake Batman uh, Ben Affleck costume under that shirt, that that's really how he's built. And, and uh, man, I, you know, he's uh, he's got the potential to be really good here. I, yeah. I, uh, I <laughs> this is something and uh, it's going to make for a fun Tuesday. Cause it is. And, 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 and look, here's the other thing, too. I mean, it's been officially announced. You know, we we, we see from time to time yeah. that there will be a a report or an announcement that a guy is being released. Now, I don't know that the Jaguars can take it back now that they've officially announced it, but how many times have we seen guy's going to be released, and then before the end of the day, he's traded? He's traded, right. That, yep. happens, yep. that happens all the time. I, I, the I, last, I can see that. You smoke them out, smoke them out, and try to get uh, – uh, you know, try to get uh, uh, somebody to give something conditional seventh round pick, the honorary Ross Tucker pick, uh, to anything. Yeah. Um, which which makes me think. You know, Chris, back to our over under. You say over, I say under. I'm more inclined to say under. I think if there were four or five teams that were likely to make a waiver claim, somebody would say we'll give you a seventh round pick for this guy's contract. I would think so too. You're right. I mean, you're right. It just I wonder. How much conversations have gone on with Jacksonville trying to trade him? Those are things I yeah I don't know. Uh, try to find out, but yeah, I, I mean I, I really think this could be the kind of guy by the end of today. You know, he can make you look differently in a team. Like or, like I said, if the Pittsburgh Steelers get him off of waivers or somehow get him, I'm going to look at Pittsburgh and go whoa, whoa. You know, Mike might need to put the Steelers like three spots higher on his power rankings. That's going to change the thought of how they run their offense, how dangerous they are, and what they can do. You know, he, he to me is a game-changing type player for especially a team that's a playoff caliber fringe type uh, football team. Yeah, you know, I'm looking into this question of whether or not they are prevented from basically keeping him and trading him, even though they've announced yeah. that. He's I would think waived. you could, it's right? It's not official until 4 o'clock. Right, right. You, it's not official until 4 o'clock. Right. So, I, I uh, you know, it's not that big of a conspiracy. Who's saying that? I'm, hey, hey, Matt, Matt Casey's not producing the show today. Matt Casey, mind your own damn business. It's not a conspiracy. <laughs> it happens all the time. It does. You see it, it all the time. It happened like last week, so I feel like. Uh, it was uh, the, the running back from the Dolphins. Right, they're, right. They're waving him. Oh, they traded him to the Jets. Yes. It happens all the time. Yes, Kalen Balazs, who then failed his physical and had to go back to Miami, right? Yep. Yeah. So, uh, all right, uh, let's move on. This is this is fun though. I there's a lot there's a lot of meat on the bone out there as it relates to what happened with Fournette, what will happen with Fournette, and let's not take our eye off the possibility that he will be traded to somebody before the day is over. If nothing else, it uh, it's going to make an otherwise boring Monday a little more interesting. Okay, Jadavian Clowney. How does the Yannick Ngakwe trade affect him? Now, let's put this in perspective. Clowney made $15 million last year from the Seahawks. Technically, eight from the Seahawks and seven from the Texans, but he made $15 million. He hasn't gotten offered much more than $15 million on a one-year deal on the open market. He presumably wants 20 or more. Yannick Ngakwe gets 12 from the Vikings, plus they give up a second-round pick next year, and a five that could become a three in 2022. What do you do? How do you value Clowney in relation to what Ngakwe got? Between the two guys, let's start there. 
Who do you want, Chris, between Genevieve Clowney or Yannick Ngakwe, assuming that Clowney is healthy? Which guy do you want? That's not even close. That's not even close to me. You know, again, this is where sacks are overrated. Uh, Disruption, F the play up, physical mismatch. Offense has to change what they want to do on the offensive side of the ball. Clowney causes all those problems. Yannick Ngakwe's got a great first step and can fly around the edge. But after that, I'd go... There's some other issues with this game. He's 247 pounds, you know, and I think he's got to eat to, like, stay that way. So he can't take double teams on. He's not great in the run game. It's clowny all the way for me, Michael. Okay, so here's the reality. When, because a trade is always done in relation to what you have to give up by way of draft picks or players, what's that value, yep. and what you have to pay the player. Yeah. So – now, setting aside that aberration from several years ago when the Browns bought a second-round pick by taking on Brock Osweiler's $16 million fully guaranteed contract, and they ultimately ended up paying 15 because he went back to Denver for a million dollars after the Browns cut him. So they, they paid $15 million for a second-round pick. That's an aberration. Someone told me last night that, roughly speaking, second-round pick is worth $8 million. So the Vikings... When you take the 12 plus the value of the second round pick, and let's not even try to put a number on the 2022 pick, although that's justified, it's 20 million for Ngakwe. So if it's 20 million for Ngakwe, what's Clowney worth? What should he want? This proves, Chris, that he's justified in wanting 20 million or more. If you regard him, and I do too, he's healthy. He's, he's the guy who can F the play up over and over again right. without ever getting a sack, completely destroy the offensive line, blow gaping holes in it like a torpedo into the hull of a destroyer. That's what you're paying for. And if you're going to pay 12 plus a second-round pick, if we attach a value of 8 to it, for a one-trick pony, all due respect, you're paying more than 20 for Jadavian Clowney. Aren't you? No, you, you are. I, I mean, I guess where I want to just question your math a little bit is like, yeah, but you're getting that $8 million off the books, or you don't have to pay it either. So you have, I think do you have to take what that in. Well, what do you mean you're getting $8 million the, off the Vikings the don't have to pay $8 million no, to a second no, rounder. No, 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 no. It's not, no. I know no. the value of the, the value, player. Yes, the value you. of the pick. You. The right. value of the pick. If we, if we say, what is it? If you want to buy a second round pick for a team, what would you buy it for? Gotcha. You'd buy it for $8 million. Gotcha. I'm not talking about the value of the contract because it's actually less than that. Yeah. I'm talking about what a second-round pick is worth in dollars and cents. So if we try to mash those together, because yeah. I, I look at it this way, and, and we're probably never going to know this, um, but if I'm the Vikings, and maybe we will know it. Maybe it's something, maybe if there was only somebody who was a reporter that was part of this program who could go try to find stuff like this out. But if I'm the Vikings, am I not? Number one, I want to improve my pass rush. Okay, so who's out there? Well, I can trade for Yannick Ngakwe, or I can sign Jadavian Clowney. Well, I'd like to think that before giving up a second-round pick plus another pick plus $12 million for Ngakwe, I'd like to think I'm talking to Clowney. I'd like to think I'm at least finding out what Clowney wants, right? Yeah. You'd be stupid to not do that. The, so um, The problem I, is, just, what is he asking for? What is it? like? I mean, he probably wants more than a okay. one-year deal. Would you give him 20? Would, would you get, if you would give, and I don't know that you would give Ngakwe 12 plus a second round pick plus more to get him. But assuming that you would do that, would you rather just play, pay 20 to Clowney and be done with it? I don't know if I would, not in this current environment. 
I don't. I'm not sure. And, you know, the other thing we have to bring up is that there is an injury risk with Majedevian Clowney. I mean, that's a real – I know. He's healthy. I know. But it's a but real even factor. Healthy, there's a risk. Yeah. I mean, it just – to me, that lowers his price tag to a degree. So, yeah, Jadevian, you might be the player that's worth $20 million, But with your injury history to me, that knocks a few million dollars off of it. You know, yeah, you were awesome last year, but in half the year. So, I mean, what, what are we supposed to do there? Plus, we know, like we've talked about before, Mike, he's had microfracture surgery on his knee. That's about as bad as it gets for an NFL football player. You always are a little skeptical, skeptical about, ooh, when will that kind of run its course and really affect his career to where he can't be the same guy there? So, yeah, the player, this, this is where it's really tricky with him because the player itself is worthy of being a $21, $22 million a year type guy. But there is injury history, and now there's the COVID-19 pandemic and, of course, the salary cap adjustments and all that. So I don't know. I don't think I probably would pay $20 million for Devion Clowney right now. Well, um, it's an interesting question. It is. I'm going to start trying to poke around to see you know, how to turn that into dollars and cents and what does it mean for Clowney. And you know, maybe Clowney is just waiting until we get to the first week of the regular season. He might be. And, and he'll take the best deal that's available. Hey, he's avoided all of training camp. He's avoided the offseason program. So did everyone else. But a lot of times a veteran player wants to do that. Doesn't yeah. want to mess around with it. He knows what he can do. He knows how to get himself in shape. And he'll be ready to go. And uh, uh, it's, it's going to be an interesting question now to see if someone makes a run at Clowney and what he ultimately would get. Because you could argue that the Vikings are basically – if we turn it all into dollars, going more than $20 million for one year with Yannick Ngakwe. And, and if that's the case, if that's the case, uh, if I'm going to if I'm gonna write a check for $20 million between Ngakwe and Clowney, I'd probably rather have Clowney. I probably would. Yeah, me I too. I hate to say that. I think so. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I guess the other, you know, yeah, the question is, is just who's that team that's going to pony up enough money to want a Jadeveon Clowney? And that's where I just look at it and think it's interesting. You know, there, there's some teams there that certainly have positional needs at the top of, like, salary cap and what, you know, what they have available. Hey, there are the Patriots there. We've heard the Cleveland Browns flirt with it. I think that ship sailed and gone now. The Jets have a need there at the position. You know, it doesn't sound like they're going to go there. We know Washington or the Denver Broncos, they're good in that position. The Dolphins... You know, do they want to flirt with that? I mean, there's some teams out there you look at and go, oh, it makes sense. The Tennessee Titans with the Vic Beasley situation, they have they've some. Been, they've been linked to him. Yeah. They've been linked so to him. So I could see that, the 3-4 defense. And, of course, Jadeveon Clowney played in Houston, which is the same scheme as New England and in Tennessee. Let me try one more hypothetical. Yeah. And I know this is going to be hard to do because we can't forget what we already know. Pretend it's Sunday morning and the text that you get from me isn't, Vikings trade for Yannick Ngakwe. Pretend that the text is Vikings sign Jadavian Clowney. What's your reaction? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going, whoa, holy cow, game changer on defense. I mean, there's just so many things. Yannick Ngakwe wants to line up three feet outside the offensive tackle and, like we said, speed rush. Jadavian Clowney is like the jack of all trades. You can line him up at D tackle and he could run over Quentin Nelson. You can line him up at defense end, and he'll run over Trent Williams. You can play him at linebacker and let him walk around and just pick where he wants to blitz and be a rover and just do crazy crap. 
He has unbelievable position versatility. Yes, I would have been more excited for your Minnesota Vikings if they got Clowney. Yes, I would have. Sorry. Well, doesn't that answer the question? Maybe I should have started there. Yeah, maybe that answers the question. That answers the question. So we'll see what happens with Clowney. We are 10 days away from the first game. Texans Chiefs 13 away from the first full weekend of the regular season and two weeks away from that doubleheader that will cap week one Steelers and Giants and Titans and Broncos. It's here. It, it is here and it is going to happen. And I can't wait, Chris. And we're going to have you covered every step of the way at ProFootballTalk.com, PFT Live. Do we have an unbutton coming up today? Yep, you know it. We're going to break down some uh, AFC over-unders as far as what we're expecting there. Break down some uh, other news going on in the NFL. And I think we're even going to do some videos of, like, some ideas of what New England might do with Cam Newton on the offensive side of the ball. And kind of show some, uh, you know, some some whiteboard pictures of, of some plays they might run with him and his talents there. Well, Bill Belichick met with the media today, and he declined to say who the starting quarterback is, as if anyone is guessing at this point who it will be. All right, we'll see you tomorrow on Peacock for PFT Live. Check out the digital clips on ProFootballTalk.com. The podcast is available. Sorry we won't be on NBCSN for a few weeks, but you will find us anywhere and everywhere, and we'll see you again tomorrow. Everybody have a great day. See ya.